welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole with Terry Joyce on Instagram and also on YouTube. I'm actually simulcasting um, these two shows here. And I wanted to uh, talk about uh, what it was like to, uh, to go back to college and what my first uh, two weeks has happened. Hi, I be the man. And Dark Hippie, thank you for being here on, uh, on Instagram. And also, I have got some friends here um, on, uh, on, uh, on my uh, YouTube channel as well. I'm simulcasting this. Okay, so I went back to college, right? And I went back uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to learn a few things. Uh, you know, I've, I've been working in uh, online media, and I've been doing shows on YouTube. And I had, um, you know, some people, you know, call me a journalist. And I said, no, you know, I'm not a journalist. I'm just a comedian. Because uh, yeah, I didn't want to take that responsibility, really. It's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been looking into things. I've been talking about them. And maybe I'm not as funny about them or whatever. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not a journalist. And then I thought, well, what would, what would it be like? Uh, to to actually uh, get a get a degree in journalism, like what what would that be like? All right, first of all, I want to say that when I did go back to school, uh, for some reason, everybody looked really tiny to me. Like even the athletes, you know, I'm like really are they that small? Like you know, it's it, you know, it seems like when they're when people are in their twenties and stuff like that, they're really skinny and everything. I don't know, it just it was a weird perception. I thought everybody looked you know, a, a little bit smaller than usual. Um, why can't news be funny? Why can't news be funny? And, and you know what? News is funny. That is a crossover genre, actually, I've, I've learned. That, like, when it's, like, uh, John Stewart, you know, John Stewart's funny, but more people believed in what John Stewart was saying uh, because he made it funny. And in my critical thinking class, uh, my teacher says, by the way, my teacher's name is Lee Herrick. And um, he is a, um, he's a laureate, he's a poet laureate uh, and has published like three uh, books of poems. He's very, I really love him. I mean, he's a great, he's a great, I mean, I don't mean like, oh, I really love him. Like I love him, love him. But I, you know, I just, I really like his class. And uh, so what was my thought here? Why can't we, oh, he said that people, if comedic, comedy is, Comedy is very powerful because if you make something funny, people will accept it and believe it, even if it's not good. And so, uh, you know, using comedy and then telling the news uh, is 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 powerful. I mean, like the Daily Show now, you know, it's it's always been that kind of a news format. Um, okay, so I took they took a few notes on things. First of all, I kind of want to brag a little bit. I do want to brag a little bit. I'm taking a screenwriting class. And it's making me think that, um, you know, I, I did change my major to journalism, but I might actually change my major to film. And, um, you know, because I didn't realize that where I'm going has a good uh, film department. And when I was reading about screenwriting, uh, you know, when you write your screenplay and you get it sold uh, to Hollywood, um, they can take your script and do whatever they want with it. So like what you wrote may completely be completely changed. And you would have no power over it. You'd have the money, but your vision of what you're trying to say 
can be altered. And I thought, well, you know, and the only way to actually make sure that your screenplay is done the way you see it, then you have to become a director. So I started thinking, hmm. And, you know, now that media is like, does not cost as much anymore. We can, like, you can literally shoot something on a cell phone, maybe. And even like, you know, and, and I mean, not saying that you would want to. But but you could do something really inexpensive and then enter it into the film festivals and stuff like that. So here's the deal. I pitched four script ideas and we had to learn a log line, meaning that you got to write um, your script idea in one line. It has to be irony. And I happen to have four different ideas that I've been playing with. Some of it's based on a true story. Uh, two of them are kind of based on a true story. Uh, well, uh, Okay, so anyways, I pitched them and he liked every single one of them. He said every single one of my ideas was viable. And that just really blew me away. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, you know? And so he wants me to work on two of them and start to beef them out. And by the end of the semester, we're going to be writing our, you know, we'll have it drafted and we'll write our first act. So that's something that I was excited about. Also, um, I was asked to audition uh, for... Um, for uh, a school production, uh, it's it's a uh, he's a playwright. His name is Chuck Irvin. Um, he wrote some plays, and of course, he's written um, you know uh, screenplays. But he's had uh, pr plays produced, and uh, so he has um, a group of colleagues that have written um, monologues. And so he asked me if I would want to do one of the monologues. And so, um, but I'm going to, I have to audition still, right? But, um, but I did get asked. And so I'm going to um, audition. The um, rehearsals will be done by Zoom, I guess, with the person who actually writes the monologue. And the performances, are they're hoping that they'll be live, but bearing on uh, COVID-19, um, you know, it, it, it might be actually just filmed. So that was exciting. So I was excited about that. Now, um, I did I did put a few things that I, I, I you know, I hear I'm cheating. I'm looking at my, my bullet points here. Um, but forgive me. All right. Um, so let me see. Screamhood Herrick. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So um, <laughs> here's something I want to talk about uh, for a moment. Um, I want to talk about the requirements that are uh, be, that we have in order to go back to school uh, during COVID-19. Uh, now, the state colleges are now requiring people to be vaccinated in order to go to class. And if you don't want, but you can still have, uh, you can still get a uh, medical recommendation, you know, saying that you for medical reasons, you can't, um, you know, be vaccinated or you don't want to be vaccinated and or uh, you can get a religious, you know, you can have a, a re religious exemption. I guess that's that's the thing. You can have like a, a religious exemption or you can have um, a medical exemption. OK, so that so if you get those two things at the state colleges once a week, you have to be tested for COVID in order to go onto the campus and go to school. Now, most of my classes are actually online, which I happen to really like, by the way. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I like online, but I do go to school uh, twice a week 
And I enjoy that too, because there's something different about being in the classroom atmosphere and being able to see the instructor. Although we're all wearing masks, we have to wear masks when we're indoors. We're really supposed to wear masks on campus. Now, where I moved to, um, I really don't want to say where I moved to. I, you know what, by the way, I know you guys over here don't know who I'm talking about. Charles Unleashed. Shout out to Charles. Uh, Charles sent me uh, an email recently. He has a channel. He's called Charles Unleashed. He's, he's the assassin to the Illuminati. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, that's like a joke, right? But his channel is really funny, by the way, I think. And he does say things with humor. So I really, I'm a fan of Charles. Charles in his bald head. Charles, Charles in your bald head. Okay. Um, anyways, Charles in his bald head uh, actually ended up sending me. <laughs> Sorry, I, you know, I'm just being I mean, so Charles ended up actually sending me a, a message and saying we got doxxed. And I don't know who doxxed me or why, but I've been moving around so much right now that I'm, I'm, I, I beg you to find me, actually, you know. Anyway, just throwing that out there. I'm veering off on something now. Okay. So now I want to mention that at the school that I'm going to, I'm going to a city college, okay? And I, I'm going to the same city college that I went 25 years ago or more. All right, same one. Uh, so it's kind of like going backwards in a weird way. But I love it. I can't tell you how much I love. I really love going to school. I love learning again. I, I love it. I feel like, oh, my God, I didn't know these things. Or it refines refines the things that you know. Right. So uh, now for the city college, we are required to wear masks. Um, we aren't required to get the jab yet. But if you do get the jab, you get $250 off on your books at the bookstore. Right. Now, I want to share with you, I want to read an episode or a clip of an episode of South Park, all right, about Cartman being afraid to get vaccinations and how this unfolds. And I, and I, I the people you guys here on, on um, Instagram, he, over here uh, on my YouTube channel, I've been talking about media literacy and I've been talking about how mass communication or how communication, first of all, communication in general uh, it, it, it defines our culture. It defines, refines, it moves our culture ahead. It creates our reality. Mass communication, the films we watch, the, the, the podcasts that we listen to. I mean, even right now, I have a, we're a small homogenous group, a small targeted audience. I don't know. You know, I'm on social media right now on Instagram and here I'm on my YouTube channel, even though I don't have like, a, you know, by the way, I have to I, I have to give a shout out to the fact that my YouTube channel, my new one just broke 11,000 views. Uh, so if you'd like to um, subscribe to my channel, my subscriber bases, you know, I had to start. It's a new channel. Um, but I met 222 uh, people have subscribed and I know that some people have come recently. So I want to thank you for being here, but it's, it's a small, we're small, we're smaller homogenized little group of people here, right? 
you know, uh, possibly uh, those of you who are listening to me on Instagram or who will watch this Instagram later, you know, there's reasons why, you know, you're, we're, we're, we're communicating, right? So, but still, this topic is a big topic, and we have cartoons that are also joking, joking. Remember I said, when you make something funny, people will believe it and accept it. And what a better way to have something, people accept something or believe it or have it affect them other than it being a cartoon. So I want to I sh- show you this cartoon for just a second. Um, let me make this uh, bigger here. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we don't want me. Okay, here we go. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to read to you guys the episode to make my point because I can't I can't really um I can't really uh play it cuz I I don't want to I I don't want to, you know, lose the rights here. I mean, I I don't want to get a copyright thing going on or have my cuz sometimes like they'll make it so this video can't even be viewed if I play something like a South Park episode. Okay, so interior shot, doctor's office day. Cartman is in his underwear sitting on the doctor's table. Cartman, no shots, no shots. Reverse to show a doctor standing with a needle and Cartman's mom slightly behind him. Cartman's mom, Eric, you have to be a big boy. Doctor, big boys get a, a toy from the toy chest. So the big, so here is the insight, you know, right? You take, you take the, you take your vaccination and you're going to get a toy, right? Like, remember when you, we got our shots in school and stuff like that, you know, we would, or whenever we went to the doctor, got our teeth looked, you know, looked at or, uh, you know, worked on, we got a sucker, you know, like we needed a sucker, but we would get a piece of candy or something. Um, Big boys get a toy from the toy chest. Uh, the doctor steps up to Cartman and gets the needle closer to his arm. No! Cartman squills. Doctor, Eric, it's just a little prick. Cartman laughs. The doctor moves in. Cartman, no! Cartman's mom, good boy, Eric. Cartman cries, turns into real big squills as he thrashes around and jumps off the table. He runs around in circles around the room while the doctor tries to catch him. Okay, now he's in the principal office at school, all right? And the principal says, our school now has a very strict policy when it comes to immunizations. Everyone has to follow protocol or it puts everyone at risk. Reverse to see Cartman with his mom in chair. She has her trench coat and purse in her lap. Cartman's mom, I'm sorry, PC principal. It's just that my little Eric really doesn't like shots. PC principal, well, Eric, nobody likes shots. They're just a fact of life. Cartman's mom, no, no, you don't understand. I've taken him to the doctor every Friday for the past four years. They try to give him his shot, and he gets scared and runs around and squeals like a little pig. The doctors try to catch him, but Eric greases himself up so that they can't. Principal, I'm sorry, but my hands are tied here. If Eric isn't immunized, then he cannot go to the school. Cartman's mom's crying with the tissue. <clears throat> Please, I've tried everything. You have to let Eric go to school. I work all day without school. He'll he'll just he'll just have nothing. Here's the principal. What do you think what do you think's gonna be different next time you try? 
Cartman's mom, if if you could offer Eric something, sometimes when Eric is behaving this way, I think of a gift or a treat of some kind. Cartman, oh, that's a good idea. Principal, like, what are you thinking? Cartman's uh, mom, I don't know. Cartman, like maybe exclusive use of the tetherball pole at recess for the next two months. Cartman's mom, would it be possible? The principal sits there for a moment. Hmm. When can most, um, what I care about, um, for the principal, I need my glasses. Uh, principal, what I care most about is the safety of the students. So you take your shots and then I'll agree. Sweet. And then, you know, the. I'm not going to read the rest. All right. But the bottom line is, is he goes to get the shots and he still runs around and screams. And <clears throat> that's basically <clears throat> that's basically it. Right. Uh, so I wanted to use this as an example because this is an example of our media educating the people with a cartoon of what to do right now culturally in our in in our society what to do in our society creating our culture and creating our reality it's coming from a cartoon and this is not an old cartoon this is a cartoon that was created in april of 2021 now i'm just bringing it up you i'm not i'm not going to share my opinion about it right i'm not i'm not going to do that or i'm not going to tell you like what i think about the topic but I'm telling you what this cartoon is doing, and then I'm talking about what the universities are doing and everything else that's going on and the requirements. So this is a direct proof of how the media is actually trying. Is, it, is, is this our culture? Is this a reflection of our culture? Or is this something behind the media telling us what our culture should be? That is the question that I have here on this. All right. And one of the things that I also want to bring up, maybe I'm thinking too much and I should just, you know, be quiet about this stuff. Right. Maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just thinking too much, you know, like, should I be thinking about this? But I, but, but I think, but I think we should be thinking about this because this is what become, this, this is what helps us to become media literate, to think about these kind of things. Like, Am I, is this programming? Is this the way that, you know, who is, right? Okay, and another thing I want to bring up that I read about media is that non-media owns our media, like AT&T and Verizon and these companies that are not really involved with the process of creating media, but they bought out all these other companies. And that our media is, 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 is controlled by conglomerates. There's there's less people. It, there's more. There's smaller groups of people in control of the the larger portion of of the media outflow. And so that means that there's a group of people that are basically controlling the major dialogue of where that media goes to, right? And then what else is behind that is the advertisers. And we as consumers are, we are considered products to the advertisers. And yet we are the consumers of the mass media. 
So anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. You know, that is something that, you know, I, I did learn uh, while in school. Now, I did write a paper and the paper that I did, that I did write had to do with, you know, some of the media that I've been covering here on my channel. Uh, one of the, one of the exercises that uh, we were supposed to uh, talk about was we were supposed to watch our own uh, media uh, consumption. Oh, Steve, the Virgin Man joined. Hi, Steve. Are you really a virgin? No. <laughs> All right. Um, we. I was supposed to like um, you know, follow what I watched. And because I was school, the only thing that I really watched that much was what was unfolding with uh, Miles Johnston. So um, I wanted to share my paper. I actually, this is the one I did well on. That you know, I, I got I got forty eight out of fifty. I, I he did. My teacher did say that I veered off the subject a little bit, but I brought it back around again. So I just want to um, read what uh, I'm sharing here. What I want to share. Um, oh, it's not going to show it. Wait. Huh, funny. I can't show it to you, so I'm just going to have to read it. All right, so here we go. The first thing I, I do upon waking up is check the Facebook account. There are usually 10 to 15 glaring notifications before sunrise. I usually inspect with anxiety because it's highly likely I've infuriated someone with one of my posts. I either debate or attempt to do damage control over a cup of coffee. The days that I monitored my media consumption was slightly different than my usual routine before school started. I noticed on my iPad that my screen time was about 90 minutes less than typical. How did returning to college life affect what I viewed? I did not have as much time. Uh, I, I did not have as much time to eye world events. For example, I learned about the ongoing Dixie Fire in California from a friend's post on Facebook. The next piece of media that I consumed was on YouTube. I had flagged a video to watch later. The video pertained to a story that I, I've been following and was reporting on on my own YouTube channel. A UFO conspiracy YouTuber named Miles Johnston of the Basis Project had cast had sent several emails claiming he was arrested for rape by the Melksum Police Department in the UK. Johnston alleges he was an investigative journalist who previously worked for the BBC before covering government conspiracies and reptilian aliens. Following the Miles Johnson video, I watched a video about another UFO personality named Simon Parks. Simon Parks claims to be, claims he's occasionally required to mate with an alien cat queen and has alien feline hybrid children. A woman has come forward attesting that Simon Parks has a sex altar. Consequently, he asked her to smear some of his menstrual blood on one of his neckties to give it to him. You can't make this stuff up, or can you? And give it to him. Okay. In my assessment, Simon Parks' online activity needs to be closely monitored. He is a major player in continuing to spew QAnon conspiracies on YouTube. 
Subsequently, Parks and his banded of disinfo agents are purchasing Asian and Indian cooking channels, crowning 350K subscribers. They have switched the content from how to make some tasty naan to Trump is coming back to save the day. During my two-day observation, I noticed that I listen to a lot of music on Spotify. As a matter of fact, I'm listening to a trip-hop selection as I type this sentence. At dinner time, my roommate and I have been watching the Netflix documentary series Wild Wild Country. The series is about how the guru Osho and the Rajneesh followers took over a small town in the state of Oregon. The series is an interesting study on how the Rajneesh created their own town, police, and government for the freedoms of their religious utopia. Yet later, they become a militant cult busted by the FBI. How does my media consumption differ from the average American? Most likely a bit. Most likely a lot. For one thing, I have not owned a television for the last 10 years. Occasionally, I get to watch mainstream news while visiting a friend for morning coffee. I typically find news stories from social media, Apple News, Google, YouTube, and content suggested by my friends. I also do a lot of research and Googling on my own. Another thing that sets me apart from the average American media viewer is that I am an online media content provider myself. I've been a part of a fringe media known as the truth media. However, I've discovered that a lot of online alternative media is far from dis dis disseminating factual information. It's an anarchy of false spiritual teachers, UFO secret program disclosures, and crystal-loving snake oil salesmen. I suppose the main question to ask oneself is how far do you want to go down the rabbit hole? So um, I just wanted to read that because, uh, you know, I, I, and I wanted to read it here too because uh, I think in a, in a, in a nutshell, it, it pretty much shows, you know, like what I've been doing over here on YouTube, if you didn't really know of what I was involved with. And I don't know if you like, cause like my Instagram friends are different than my friends on YouTube. A lot of you guys who have subscribed to my channel, you're here because we talk about the same things because we are considered one of the smaller homogenous groups that are here. And we're even a more select group. Because I think that now some of you that are listening to my uh, channel, um, you are the ones who are waking up and realizing what's been going on in this UFO community that we have been a part of and participated in or spiritual community or however, because here's the deal, you know, when I'm talking about like watching a, a television show like Wild Wild Country and you, you hear about how Osho you know, or how uh, this religion uh, gets spouted up and how these people just, you know, took over their own, you know, made like, because in America, we feel like, you know, well, why can't I just, you know, create my own town? They think about Dave Koresh, like a group of people that have a collective thought that end up like occupying a certain area, occupy, <laughs> and, you know, changing the paradigm from what they live in. Well, you know, you just can't do that. You just can't, you know, have your own, you, you can't have your own police. You can't like uh, arm yourself. I mean, think about like if they had done that today 
in the in 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 in, in how we feel about uh, you know gun control. Uh, and, uh, today we were we're much more conservative about those things. And I know that a lot of people had different feelings about what happened to David Koresh and how they handled it. You know, whether whether they were right to be doing what they're doing, were they really a threat? But then that's a whole nother conversation. But it's an interesting study that if you do get a chance to watch Wild Wild Country, I would I would it's a good documentary and it actually um, takes it from two different sides. It shows the opposing side of view and then you get to hear um, the members and what they thought and what it was like for them. And it doesn't really have a judgment on on really what what is right and wrong, but rather it reports uh, or it documents what happened. So it's, it's worth watching. I'm going to have a little water here. I don't know if you guys know that there are a group of people out there. This UFO community, this this media that call themselves a truth media, and it's not like I want to say that none of it was true or that it's not, it's not, I think it's perfectly okay if you want to have a YouTube channel and you want to do commentary or research or investigate what you think is really going on in the world. But I think that if you're going to be doing those things that we as content providers have to sit back and really source our material. And when we're making an argument, we need to show why we're making that argument. And we need to make sure that we're just not making just blank statements of what we think is fact or not fact. And I hope that if you're watching me here on Instagram or here on YouTube or you're listening to my show on Anchor, that you that you are I and we can all become more media literate and actually question and review and do our own research and our own independent thinking about what's going on. Because like when we get information, it goes from the source to the receiver and then the media is the thing that's in between there. And, you know, like if, like, for example, I'm talking to you and I'm talking into here and I can see Steve Ronan is laughing, right? He found something funny and that's nice feedback, right? I can't hear you, but I can see something here. This media here, right here, I it's, I can see right away. There's some media that you can't get a, an immediate response. For example, like, you know, when you, Go watch, like if you were to see an episode of Walking Dead, the producers that put Walking Dead out and release it on a date doesn't know what the audience really thinks until later. So there's a later response of what's happening. I don't know if you really wanted to know that much detail, but I think that, you know, we're tuned in. We are media. We are media consumers. And, you know, those of you who do watch this channel or have tapped in and you're on my friends on my Instagram or you're finding me on, in, in, you know, on, on Anchor, a podcast is part of media. And this moment right now is actually in some very small way, maybe actually affecting our culture. And I right now in my own small way am a storyteller of that culture. <laughs> All right. So on that note, uh, I will uh, bid you adieu on my uh, Not My Rabbit Hole podcast. And if you 
you'd like to listen to me, I'm on Anchor, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google Play. If you want to support my channel, uh, you can do that in various ways. Um, on Anchor, you can become a, a monthly sponsor. Uh, I do have one there. Um, I also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash freedom of choice. If you want to give me a one-time donation in support of my school studies and also my podcast and media that I'm creating, because who knows what I'm going to evolve into, um, you can do that at hollywoodhemptress at gmail.com. And I do thank you for your support. I have uh, I have some regular supporters, and I do have sometimes one-time one donations. So you know who you are, and I thank you for supporting my work and my education, and I really appreciate that. Um. And that's it. All right. There's one more thing I was going to think about saying, but I can't remember now. So I'm going to say goodbye on Instagram and um, I'll see you next time.